0: Dini Talks, in this episode, I sat down with Arsenal legend, Ian Wright. First of all, thank you as always. I love you bro. Appreciate
1: you. Yeah, but it's been a time now, Troy, I've been mean, meaning to do, cause I can't get to link up with you at the minute cause we do mm. so much stuff on here. This kind of, this kind of like um, format, but like I'm, de- I'm desperate to link up with you. So even just mm. to be able to chat to you like this is, is another way of just linking. Mm.
0: And for everyone that can't see
1: you, you've had a fresh trim. <laughs> he shaved his head. He looks—he
0: looks about twenty-five, not fifty-seven.
1: <laughs> uh, exactly. No, you know, so you have well. to keep it. Tra- no, no. The thing with me, Troy, is if I start having that stupidness, because I don't grow the beard. My—it's gr- one of the things I'm really disappointed. I didn't get um, anything from my dad in respect of facial hair, and even my hair. I, bl- I dyed my hair blonde when we like went in and around that Bruce Reeock time. I shouldn't have done it that time. It was the worst year of my life. My hair never came back, bro. So. <laughs>
0: It's have to be shaved. No, so the the reason for this uh, podcast, what I'm trying to do is Mm. is give people a balanced view that it's not all about the the man we see on TV. Uh, You know, we're both examples of uh, being misled in the media, shall we say? Um, (laughs) You know, saying one thing and it being taken out of context. But obviously, I know you personally, so I know how how sick you are as an individual and what you (laughs) what you give to not only your generation, but I think to two, three generations below you. So that was gonna be my first leading question yeah. was, how have you managed at your grand age of 57 to still <laughs> be in, on pulse and in, in contact with the youth of today?
1: Um, You know something, Troy, it's even, you say, how do you do it? It's, it's, it's something that I feel that you have to do simply because you've got yourself to a level in society. I'm not blowing trumpets mm-hmm. here. I've got to a self, to a level because of resilience that you then now have to look down at what you've left to try and have relevance. So mm. I'm not afraid to fail um, at any stage because I've done a lot of failing from the age of, I don't know, from 11 all the way up till I finally got through at 22. But I know what it's like to fail. I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid to try things that's going to help that's gonna it might put me in a, in a, in a bad light, but then people say, "What's he doing in this respect?" and "What's happening there?" Why is he doing this? Because it's all about what I'm doing for me that might help people on the on the way up, mm-hmm. not being afraid to fail. And when you say about staying relevant, I'm doing what I'm doing because that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. If people then jump on that, Troy, and they say, "Oh, look at like like you know what I mean," you like my 57. People love throwing that one in. <laughs> I'd start saying to people, "No, I'm not. I'm 47." Because <laughs> Because I could look 47 if I wanted mm-hmm. to, but the fact is, is that I'm really pleased and proud of the fact that being in a situation where people call me uncle, you call me uncle, people mm-hmm. call me uncle, there's a certain, there's a certain kind of like responsibility that comes with that. And what come, what, what I believe in more than anything with that, Troy, is not being afraid to express yourself in any way you see fit. So as then people are not afraid of people, Pointing fingers, saying, "Why are you doing this? What's happening there? Why are you doing that?" I speak to kids. I speak to everybody, mm-hmm. and it's not because I'm trying to make friends. It's just that I—that's I, how I am. I want them to look at me as somebody that they could see as somebody that, yeah, I like the way he moves. Yes, he's 57, but he still looks like he could, like you said, 25. Mm-hmm. Look at me, shaved yeah. up, boom—you know, <laughs> looking 25. But the fact is, is that you are exactly what you feel. And if you can help people, you just got to try and help, man. In respect yeah. to the generations down there, be who you are.
0: You spoke about failing there. What what does failing look like to you? Because I, I feel like people now, especially in this new generation of Instagram, it's it's always the end result. Everyone only mm. sees the finished article. So, yeah. what does failing for somebody who doesn't know? How does failing look like to Ian? Right,
1: failing to me. Um, I, now, when when you say failing, simply because it's something that I don't. I don't, I don't what's it. What, how can I say it, Troy? I want to try and say this so as people can understand without me trying to act like I'm some philosopher. You don't,
0: um, you don't fear, you don't, you don't fear fear failing. I no, understand that. No, but what I'm saying to you is, if, if somebody else who's now going, what does failure look like? So when you said you failed along the way, what were those yeah. steps oh, the fail, of failing?
1: Well, well, I'd say school. Mm-hmm. I failed. I failed at school. Um, didn't pay attention. It's something that you can never get back, simply because at the time teachers used to say to me, "You'll regret it." And as much as I've educated myself from the age twenty-two, because you go into that football world, you start meeting everybody, mm-hmm. paupers and princes. You, you meet everybody. You have to get yourself into a level in respects of your your headspace and an intelligence where you can you can then converse and speak to people. You know what I mean? Without selling yourself out, where people say, "I oh, sold yourself out." No, I'd still go into a conversation with somebody if I don't understand a the word they're saying. I will ask them what the word means. Mm. But failing, going back to what you're saying in in respects of failing, failing is like i said dropping out of school um failing is for me you know when i got in trouble with the driving when mm-hmm. i was younger that was kind of things letting my letting my mum down letting my family down at certain stages you know letting my you know when i was younger my when i got when i started going out with my girls letting them down those kind of things is failure you know because mm-hmm. that, when i was young i didn't really have any kind of ambitions and goals apart from wanting to play football and so when that didn't happen, I've done a lot of other things that I failed. I failed at, you know what I mean. And some of those things I won't speak about because it's too of personal. Of course, yeah Sim- Simply because, you know, when I'm in a in that kind of space where you're speaking to young kids, they have to understand that I'm, I've come from exactly where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. You then tell them some of the things you've done and why you can turn yourself around from those things, and how you can move forward without being dragged back by what you did. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Now, a lot of the failing and a lot of my problems came with the rejections that I had when I was younger. And then I rebelled against it. Then
0: Mm -hmm. I've done
1: certain things. Then you're running on the street and then you're doing stupid stuff. Those are the kind of things what I talk about in failure. But once I got myself into a situation where I can now progress, failure don't come in because I don't see failure because I'm making sure that anything I'm doing is going to supersede failing. I'm going to do everything I can to succeed at that.
0: No, that's perfect. I I think ultimately what you're saying, and I can relate to that and so can so many others. It's insecurity as a young person of not knowing who you are and being true to yourself. And Mm. that's what I'm trying to teach younger people now with social media. You know, that's not real. Like Mm -hmm. you can post that picture and get 40 likes and 60 different comments. It don't Mm -hmm. mean that that's real. Who are you? Can you look in the mirror? Can you get up and be proud of yourself daily? As you say, yeah. can, can your mum be proud of what you're doing? And you know what, just while we're on a kind of a an emotional chat, I know mm. this week has marked 20 years of, of yeah. Rocky as well. So yeah. I just want to say, I hope you're okay with that.
1: You know what, Troy? Um, simply because, you know, what was easy about this 20 years and our Arsenal being magnificent with, um, with the, the legacy and trying to, make sure that he's... Because people, they still sing his name in the stadium, Troy. Mm. So, you know, you want young people to know what this who this guy was, where he came from, what he was about. And it's been a tough week, simply because I think about him every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was tight. We were tight. We went to the same primary school. You know what I mean? I was four mm-hmm. years older than him. He went to the... He was in the same class as my ex-wife, Deborah. You know what I mean? They were in the same class. That's how tight we were. That's how close we were. Mm-hmm. All the way through our estate. So... You know, for him to get through from our little estate, Broccoli, Rock estate in Broccoli, to go to Arsenal, like early eighties, late seventies, like early eighties as a kid there, that's when we all supported Arsenal. That's where that's where it came from. Mm-hmm. And so for him to die at 33, which was honestly, the thing is people don't understand. I remember just having to speak to him in those, those two years, cause that's what they kind of gave him. Mm-hmm. And all the time he was always positive, Troy. You know, you know what I mean? But when you're speaking to him, you can hear his voice going, he was weaker and everything. It was t- it was devastating every time he came off the phone. And so for us to be able to do that for him, on, like I said, I must've cried, I don't know how many times I cried this week, mm-hmm. but like, you know, his daughters, especially Melissa, every Father's Day, she's the first call I get. She's the so first true. call I get, you understand? So mm-hmm. it's, it's like, Again, it, the way it went, it wasn't a sad, it was a celebrationary week, but it was a tough one. Yeah. It was a tough one.
0: Yeah, I saw obviously Arsenal put the uh, banner up in the stand as well. I yeah, that was, yeah. That was really it's dark. nice. It's nice. Yeah. They're good like that. Yeah. And when you say 33, I'm 33 mm. in June. Exactly. So put it into perspective of, of balance. You, you know, know what I mean?
1: I, I, I've, it's tough. It's tough Royce, Troy. It's <laughs> tough Troy. It's tough Troy simply because that's no age, bro. Mm-hmm. It's no age. Mm-hmm. And I know what he was about. I know what he wanted for his family. And to be honest, everything was happening with his his two girls and his son and his ex missus. It's it's happening mm-hmm. because he, he was so well thought of that. There's no way that they weren't going to be safe and looked after, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm pleased about that. And this is why I've done the letter. And the letter, what i done was literally, because I'm not that guy. I'm not going to sit down, um, I don't write letters and try to say, okay, let me use this word because that will work better. So I was, mm-hmm. what was in that letter is exact, exactly how I thought it. So yeah. I wrote it exactly how I thought it. Like I'm sending, sending him that letter. And to be honest, the again, that's just the realness. Mm-hmm. And I, I, like you, you talk about the, um, the social media and the Instagram and the stuff like that. And that's what you want people to be more, the realness of it. Understand, mm-hmm. if you can understand, the realness and you're not bothered what people say about your, the way you pronounce that or what you say, because you're trying, you're doing what you're doing. That's the way forward. Because at Mm -hmm. some stage, like somebody said to me, now I'm 57, going back to when I was 16 and how I would turn out now and how I could converse with anyone. You put me in any room, i will be able to, I would not have been able to say confidently that I'd be comfortable going into that room. But now Mm -hmm. confident going into any room because in my own time, I found a way to get myself educated to a point where I'm comfortable with me, and that's mm-hmm. all people got to do: be comfortable with yourself, not worry about what people do to try and make you feel bad because that's what it does. This is what the mm-hmm. social media. Oh my god, I'm looking at how many views. Oh my god, I didn't get as many views for that as I did. That's yeah. it's, it's it's so not important.
0: Hundred percent. And I've been in some of them rooms with you where you. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know you're not you're not afraid to uh state your opinion shall we say and it's very
1: emotional that's the thing my, mm-hmm. a lot of my a lot of my my arguments and stuff are based from emotion because like I said, the experiences I've had um it's, it' it's, it comes from emotion and so when I'm speaking about it I'm speaking about it with passion mm-hmm. because you know the rooms that we' sit in and the people we're speaking to they have to understand it from where we're coming from from so this is where you have to give them the perspective of what you're feeling, if it means you have to, if you have to cry for them to understand, that's going to happen. And I'm not mm-hmm. crying for them to understand. I'm crying because that's what it does to me to try and explain to them what you're going through.
0: No, definitely. And I think when for people that w- won't understand, me and Righty have been in what about 18 months
1: worth of uh, yeah. meetings now. Meetings, with, well, yeah,
0: yeah, with the Premier League and yeah, trying to move the 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 conversation forward with regards to race and and
1: everything like that
0: yeah yeah I think you've you've been I've had to calm you down once or twice (laughs) and you've had to calm me down once or twice we have to wear
1: what's happening people don't really wear what's (laughs) happening at the same time honestly
0: but but I think I think that's it you know I don't really want to go too much into race because you know how passionate we both are but I think it'd be remiss of us to not talk about it with what's just recently gone on in, in Spain. yeah, And then yeah. obviously with Thierry as well with yeah, his stance. Yeah. What, what are your views on that moving well, forward?
1: The, the thing about it is, is that what people got to understand in respect to the stance and the racism stuff is, is that people have different ways of making their stance. But the major thing with the stance is that we're all trying to get to the same end goal.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: if that's what Thierry has to do, then that's his thing. And you know, you, you, you know what you got to do is you got to say, right, Good luck to him with that because we're trying to, everybody's trying to get to the same place. Same thing with the kneeling. We have to say, you know, good luck with that. If they don't want to kneel, then they don't kneel. But as long as we know that we're trying to get to the same place, we don't want to use these things to divert ourselves from the real issue, Mm -hmm. which is inequality, racial injustice, you know, all the things, diversity. Mm -hmm. That's what happens with the people that are looking in that try to break us up because that's what the problem's been down the years with with black people trying to get together for a uh, to try and go forward positive just ju- just trying to be civil remember it's mm-hmm. only civil rights was only civil. <laughs> no more no less civil yeah just want to be civil and that's all we want to do we are over this side trying to get on with it and people are oppressing us and doing it to us and we've got to deal with it that's how mm-hmm. it's always been so we've dealt with it like Martin Luther Kingstead we Turning, turning the other cheek or Malcolm X with the, by any means necessary. And we're dealing now with a, by any means necessary generation, which I'm very pleased about.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: the problem Martin, my, Malcolm X had is that he was dealing with the FBI who wanted mm-hmm. to turn it into like, oh, they're gonna be, they're gonna get militant and they're gonna do this. So we need to stop them. The Black Panther Party, we need to mm-hmm. stop them because they're gonna try and take over and that. No, we're just standing up for ourselves. And it got to a stage where Malcolm X said, by any means necessary. And that mm-hmm. means whether that's through protesting, whether, whatever it means. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, Im and Martin Luther King wanna to get to the same place. And it's the same thing here. Do not get diverted from the actual problem we have by people trying to, put, to talk about the kneeling, talk about what Thierry's doing, coming off. His, mm-hmm. Let's concentrate on the fact that we still want what we want and that's equality in, and, and, and justice and everything like that. We just want a, a fair crack. That's all we've ever wanted.
0: I I interviewed Thierry last week for, mm. for the sun, obviously the new the column that I'm doing in there. Mm. And and it was quite it was quite good in his assessment. He basically said the reason he's coming off social media is because he's tired of having that question posed to him. So now it's mm-hmm. don't ask me, yeah. ask them. Yes. Ask them why Thierry's not online. Yeah. Not yeah. more as to what should we do going forward. <laughs>
1: yeah, but the thing is, is and he's right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a massive stance because like when you look at what Thierry's done, if we're, if we're going to wait for like the, the powers that be the social media, because Thierry, I think it said something like when it's right to come back on, I'll come back on. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I'm not sure when that's going to be. He
0: I'm he doesn't sure. know. Yeah, exactly. he doesn't know what's right. So it's a, but he it's basically... an amazing,
1: yeah, it's an amazing stance for him. Yeah. And so you have to say to yourself, yeah, good luck with that. And you know, if you believe in it to that mm-hmm. extent, then that that's what you do, Troy. No, of course. You have to do what is necessary mm-hmm. you know you have to do what is necessary to try and help.
0: I thought one thing this is gonna we're gonna finish on this and tie into what you what you, you're you doing as well but he thought yeah. one thing he said that was quite powerful to me is people need to realize that it won't lose your sponsorship money you won't lose mm-hmm. anything like that because he said Puma of he went and spoke to them before he mm-hmm. did it and they're, they're backing him basically yeah, all right we're yeah. going to support you with stuff. Yeah. And I think that's the message that a lot of these young kids don't realize is all these big corporations want you for, for the reason, whatever that might be, good, bad yeah. or indifferent. So yeah. don't think you ever got to lose that. And then- Absolutely. And that ties Absolutely. into you and you are officially Mr. Adidas, aren't you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about it is everybody who I deal with now, um, they have to be giving me something that I can give back to like the community and the youngsters and people mm. coming through whether that's internships, whether that's equipment, wh- whatever it is that's going to help. Because at the end of the day, I, I, it, it doesn't make no difference. When I was, don't make, get me wrong, Troy, when I was like 12, and 13, I literally would have done anything for a pair of Adidas boots. Mm-hmm. I would have done anything for Adidas gear. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about 57 now, and I'm still um, contracted to this company. But the mm-hmm. reason why I am is because they will help me to help but p- help the people who need help they are... They added us same with EA Sports. These people, they're Mm going to stand. We have to say the Premier League as well Mm -hmm. with what they're trying to, they will stand on the right side of history what we're trying to do because they're trying to help. Because there was a time where these people would have like stepped back mm -hmm. from this kind of stuff simply because of the publicity that would bring on them. But now it's gone the other way and that's how it should be.
0: So, So what's made you then go, did you feel a responsibility? Or you just is it just something that you feel that you wanna do when you're saying about internships and making opportunities for, for other people?
1: Troy, the thing about it is that it, it, there comes a time where you get to a point um, where you've done what you've done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, like I say, Troy, I would never have dreamed of like even like doing the match of the day, being able to do what I'm doing now on like with, with these companies and people see me as somebody they want involved with them you know, because you get yourself to a certain place where people say, "I want to be connected to that guy." I would have never have seen that when I was at at my my young age.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so so when I when I look at when I look at everything now, I I have, I have to do that because for me to feel comfortable knowing that it, how hard it's been to get there, but like it's going to be harder for someone else, and you can mm-hmm. make it easier simply because I can now make a phone call. To, to an Adidas or an EA Sports or a Premier League, or or anyone, all the people who you're involved with, Gillette and this and that. And if people mm-hmm. need something, I can just make a call now, and yeah. something what these people need and would take them years to just get to get to get to these people and do stuff can happen like that. So if you've got that, that's what you got to use the power to do.
0: Yeah, opening doors for others, opening isn't it? Opening
1: doors, man. For it, mm. yeah. And the thing is, it's not okay. like you say, Troy. Is it something? It's something I have to do. It makes me sleep better at night, knowing that, you know it's gone well for me. Mm-hmm. But now it makes me feel better, that, like I know, like something like the reach out project and stuff like that, the football beyond borders. Mm-hmm. I know that I can sleep better at night because the stuff that I'm doing that's going, that's pushing down towards them, they are going to benefit. Sleep better.
0: Yeah. Here's a question I've always wanted to ask. I've never asked this cause I've, we've just never had the set into, but, so you've got your career, right? Uh, Unbelievable, can't be touched in my opinion, can't be touched. Then you've got the kids and yeah. what they've done. Yeah. What gives you the most satisfaction?
1: Easily, easily watching Sean play for England and then watching Bradley, you know, Bradley get through, um, both of them, watching them both play for City. Mm-hmm one game was one of the hardest things for me to do because I couldn't stop crying bro. <laughs> couldn't stop crying because both of them had it tough, Sean mm-hmm. especially, especially when they left London and went to Nottingham, you know, mm-hmm. to go to Nottingham and then they both got released and then they got picked up by City. But I think it was tougher for me um, watching them play and me myself at the worst stadium you could have put me in to play football in respects of nerves and going into mm-hmm. it and being afraid. I was afraid of every game I went to watch them. If I was watch, if I watched Bradley when he was down at Southampton in the youth team, when he got into, like no, when he got into, not in the youth team at Southampton when he got into the first team, you know, when I went to watch him when he was playing for City, um, when he was younger, when I went to watch Sean, it was tough to watch them live, especially when Sean went to Chelsea. It was the, mm. it was the worst time for me. I remember there was a time we, me and him, stopped talking because the way the way he was playing, it wasn't the way. I liked him to play, mm. you know what I mean? Taking people on doing stuff. And the stick that he was getting at Chelsea and towards the end there, you know what I mean? I'm literally having arguments with people in the um in the stadium, you know, because people are, people are giving him stick. They know you're like five, six, six seats away, but they know cause they, you know, yeah. everybody know. And you know, it was tough. Mm-hmm. And you know, you go through a life of having to be in control, whether people are, digging you out, you're right there. And you know, if I could get to you right now, what mm-hmm. would I do to you right now? And you know that they know that they're trying to trigger that in you. That's what they're doing. Especially when I used to be at Chelsea, when I went to QPR, I had problems at QPR. Yeah.
0: When
1: Sean was at City, he went there and scored and got some massive mm-hmm. problems there. And I'm that guy, I was on the edge with some of them people. Mm-hmm. Because when it's me, I didn't mind, but when you when it's your boys in that, knowing what they come through and they had to sit, and I have to sit there and listen to them get it. It was tough, Troy. Mm-hmm. But on the positive side, watching Sean put on an England shirt, score as well. I remember watching him up in Newcastle playing. Against, honestly, man, you, I can't, t- I can't tell you what that does. It's like the sun's shining inside your body, bro. It's like your, your heart. It's just like smiling, like bursting out. I, I'm, I think I was crying when he scored. I was crying in the car on the way home. <laughs> I was crying, and like he's one of those as well, Sean. When I went to see him, like tears, and I'm going to see. I'm going to hug my guy. He said, are you crying again, bro? I said, to him, what's wrong with you, man? You know what I mean? That's what he said. Cause like I would cry for films, even mm. my girls now, even my girls now cry for films and all this sort of stuff. So I'm going over to him, but man doesn't realize what it means, bro. I remember no, when, I remember when me and his, when me and his mum got together, he was just turning, just like two, just turning free. Mm-hmm. And I remember he used to come in and sleep with us, bro. And mm. my man, we're talking about, the man would wake up at like two in the morning and just, Screaming, bro, yeah. crying, mm-hmm. just like kneeling down in the middle of the bed, just crying, bro. So I'm just like, what's yeah. wrong with this? What's wrong <laughs> with this youth, <humor?" laughs> Like, I remember I was like 18, 19 at the time. I said, Jesus, yeah. what's wrong with him? <laughs> so when I see him like that and he's saying, You're crying again, like, you know what I mean? It just makes me, it just made me just really happy. Mm-hmm. I was so happy with the way it came through because I don't know what it was. I just, I think it's because of my upbringing with my stepdad mm-hmm. and how bad. It was, and how ter- terrible he was as 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 a, as a father figure. It's just failing on every level.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think that, that as as negative as it was when I was growing up, Troy, I just thought to myself, yeah, I've got, I'm, I'm going out with his mum. I'm going to adopt him,
0: mm-hmm. and I'm
1: going to I'm going to do it properly. I'm going to do it properly to the point where my mum and my sister, when Sean was growing up, then Bradley came, and that they were saying, well, how comes he's getting all the stuff? How comes you're giving him all this stuff? And what about? Brad? I said, well, he's the older brother. Mm-hmm. He said, Yeah, but he's your son. I said, They're both my sons. Yeah. The amount of problems I had with my mum and my sister because, and I said, No, 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 this ain't happening. It's not happening what happened to me. Mm-hmm. This is my son. This is my son here, and that's my son there. And if you've not seen them any differently, then bam, I just stopped, took, I stopped taking him there.
0: I mm-hmm.
1: said, so If you're not going to treat them, I'm not taking him there. So. You know, it's again. The question is, is that the proudness, Troy, is something mm-hmm. that you can only experience yourself. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. I would love, I'd love that to be something where everybody can experience it, and some t- mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be football. Your, yeah, yeah. your kids get, to, your kids get to a place where you're working hard for them to have a better time and a better better time of it than you, and they get there. That is unbelievable. That is what mm-hmm. we're meant to do. Get our kids, yeah. put our kids in a position. Where they can excel. That's all it is, and I will fight for that. And my boys did that. They did yeah. that.
0: No, I just when when you said that, I I went really quiet there because that's ultimately what happened with me. Mm. So my my biological dad left when I was, I think, six months, seven months. You see, I was eighteen and my, months. I I had, yeah. tw-
1: I had twelve months more. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I probably uh, less money as well than what my <laughs> game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't don't let's not go into that.
1: Let's not go into that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, and then obviously my dad, the man who I call dad, is, is obviously dead now. Yeah. But um yeah, he he took me over, and the same kind of thing. Troy was always, I wasn't his because my, my yeah. biological dad is black, but is light, right? Whereas my dad, who looks after me, is very dark. So right. my brothers and sisters are a bit darker than me, so right. you could always tell. Do you get mm. what I mean? Yes. And my and my mum always like kept me closer because right. I I was hers in that regard, right? Because. Right. So when you say stuff like that, that
1: that hits it home. Of, it hits home. It mm. hits home. And and you know the thing is, is that even you know some of the times I w- I wouldn't even want to be in the same room as him. You mm. know what I mean? I've got I've got a program coming out soon where people will see because I I really pour it out in that. I let it, I let it go in that because it's something that has to be done because I saw some stuff happen to my mum which wasn't
0: mm-hmm.
1: some that, that's that's just like not right. But in respects of my biological dad, we're talking about seeing him on a five year, six, seven year time, all of a sudden, bam, I might be down in Deptford and something happens, bam, bam, bam and then bam, you see your dad, your mm. dad over there. You know what I mean? It's re- it's really strange, but what I would say, and like where, where both of us are, are the prime examples of that is that I went to a stage where I was able to forgive. I forgive, right? Because I don't know what they went through, same thing with my mum and all the stuff that my mum used to say to me when I was younger. I forgive because I got people, who are coming up now in the same position that we were in, Troy, I've got to understand that you've got to live your life and move mm. on from it. We might be fortunate like me, i had counselling, all the stuff mm. that comes in. But the fact is, it's important to, however you can get over that hurdle, and it's not cheap, that mm. kind of stuff. You've got to try and get over it because your life has to move on. You've got to make sure that that's not passed on. Mm. I'm not, not at that important. stage yet, if yeah. I'm being
0: totally honest. I'm, I'm at that stage with me. Yeah. Like, you're Cool, but... It's a disrespect to my mum that I'm still mm. not over it yet. Yeah. So you know, I've got a book coming out, and and when I'm going to talk about it in the book, but mm. ultimately, like, my mum paid a fiver. I'm 33 next mm. year. I mean, this year, sorry, mm. and he's paid five pounds for someone. And it's not about the money, as you know, mm. but that's all I'm worth. So my mum had to work two, three, Jeez. four jobs for that. Same. And Same. and you you can now still run around and tell everyone that your son's a footballer. I know, I know. Do you get what but I mean? It's
1: really, yeah, but the thing is, Troy, let me tell you, <laughs> i got to tell you a quick story about my biological dad when I was in my house and everything mm. with, with my missing my kids. And all of a sudden, Troy, we're, we're talking about a, a Sunday and remember, remember, we're talking, if I saw this guy in my life, 10, 10 times, 50 I'm talking a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, man. We're talking about six, seven year spells, but then I might bump into it. All of a sudden, man, and he's, new missus came to the house, right? With my missus now, and they came in. The man, he needed money cause he wanted to, cause she's apparently she's some good cook and they, he wants to open a restaurant and it, Troy, can you imagine? Mm-hmm. So I don't know mm-hmm. when the last time I saw him, the man's in the house, come in the neck on this brother to come in <laughs> and ask man for money to open a restaurant. Wait mm-hmm. a minute. And he needed money for the, the car cause they need to do the stuff and this and that. And I remember like my miss at the time asking, asking the woman what, to, what she wanted to drink. So we're talking like <laughs> quarter past 10 in the morning, she said, give me a brandy. <laughs> 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 so you know the kind of people we're dealing with. So the thing, <laughs> the thing about it is Troy, the thing about it is Troy is that he's he done all the stuff. We spoke and everything. And you know mm. something Troy, I don't know what it was. I, I, I don't know, it's just because I had it, mm-hmm. but I gave him, I gave him enough money. I'd I, I sorted the car, I mm-hmm. sorted the car for him and I gave him enough money to to just let him go and do whatever start he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And you know what it was? I think, and I look back in it and I, I feel really bad in myself because if my mum knew she'd mm-hmm. probably be vexed, but I, I feel like I was scared to say no for some mm-hmm. reason. I felt like I was scared, and it's the same with my stepdad. When my stepdad once it started happening, and he asked me for money, for some reason, I don't know if I'm trying to buy them back. Yeah, I gave him, I gave him money. I don't know if I was trying to buy him back, but I gave him the money and stuff to the point where then it got to a stage where you know I moved myself into a position where they couldn't couldn't reach me. But it's one of the things I regret more than anything. Mm. But at the same time, I felt better. I felt blessed about it because I didn't feel like I held the hate to the point where. He can say, "Well, I didn't help him if I when I had the opportunity to help him." So I done it, mm. and then bam, I moved. But I think it came down to me just—I was—I was scared. I think I don't know. Mm. I don't know what yeah, it was. Yeah. I, no, it's I, one of those. I'm i mean, It's the—it's the first time I've told the story. It's—it's it's yeah. something that I feel if I have to regret something, I feel like I'd probably regret that. But I—I don't, don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel no, about
0: I, it. No, I—I appreciate that. It's—it's it's, um. Do you know what it is? You—you you feel bad. And, I, and I've gone through this with my with my, my people that I talk to. So yeah. with my my dad, obviously he's dead now. I've always got this regret. He never went on holiday. Oh God. Never had a passport. So oh, no. as I was coming into money and, you, and you're selfish, you're like, mm. I want to get a trainers. I'm going to do this. I'm yeah. going to do that. Yeah. If I knew what I knew now, here you go. Go and Damn. see yeah. nan and, Granddad yeah. in Jamaica. And, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You would have just sorted it. But you would have done it, yeah. In your head, you're like, he ain't gonna like, in my opinion. Yeah. My dad died at forty-seven, so like, mm. he ain't gonna die now. He's he's the strongest, yeah. biggest man that got. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, so I understand the 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 way you say you end up buying him back because yeah. he took me on. So even through, and I've spoken about it before, like when he beat me and my mum up and yeah,
1: all of the other things that came on with that, I still wanted to give him things. Just uh, honestly, it's because it's. I don't know. If, I, I I don't like the fact that I had done that. I don't like it. I would like do to. Know, have... Do
0: you know what? Do you know why I did? I know why I did it, but this why? might come with you. But I did it because I compared him to how bad the other one was.
1: Right. So, so he's better of the
0: two evils. Yeah, because at least you were there. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Like, the other one didn't even want to stay around. He didn't even want me. And that's how I struggle with rejection. I'll be yes. honest. Yeah, me too. Like, I always want people to be my friend. I always yeah. want to be cool with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be the likable guy because mm. I always think back to him. Like you, right yeah. left me. Yeah. Like am I not good enough? Do you get what I mean? That's the thing.
1: People don't realize that. You see that rejection because of the household I grew up in. There's not a lot of affection. And I think I went through a lot of my, those years, from the 10 and the the rejection years. And remember when I was going through those rejection years with the trial, everything weren't happening. I didn't have anybody to say, no, I don't worry this and that. It's going to be cool. He didn't have anything. So as much as my teacher, Mr. Pigdon, when I met him when I was seven, eight, and you know what I mean? he, He gave me an unbelievable grounding foundation. And I used to go and see him every now and then but when I was leaving school at 13, cause I didn't do no mock exams. And you know, when they said, right, the exams next week and I didn't do no homework for a year because for a, for a start try, I didn't have anybody pushing me mm-hmm. to tell me that you know, Um, that you, you need to focus on this. And this is where the teachers just say, you're going to regret it. So when you're going through those times, so then I think, well, the mock exams in next week, I haven't done them, so I'm finished mm-hmm. kind of. I went to work, I went to work for a guy Um, called Mr. Burke at 14, started doing labouring. I remember, (laughs) and let me tell you something, I learned very quickly, right? What the teacher said about paying attention, right? (laughs) Because the first day, right? The first day on the job, this labouring job, the first thing I learned to do was three yards of Mm -hmm. ballast. I had to to mix with a shovel, three yards of ballast because I had to put in a concrete foundation and they had to do it. So you have to make sure you mix it in time, Troy, simply because it's getting it was harder. Set. Yeah, it was it's, set. Set, it's setting. So I, and so I, you know what? I remember when I went home that night, <laughs> when I, went home, I was crying, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was crying.
0: I'm starting cr- to see why Sean says, what, you cried again?
1: I, I cried again. <laughs> Pure crying from the, the age of nine until now. <laughs> All I've done is cry, right? <laughs> Troy, it wouldn't take. I t- you know what it is as well. It's funny because you say crying. If my mum, my mum could be watching the television, do something, she mm. say she start crying, I'd start crying. Yeah, I could yeah, yeah. Cry just like I literally cry just like that. And I remember when I went home that night because I I used to have to leave school in my school uniform, leave mm. my house in the school uniform because my mum didn't know. Then I'd go and do the work. Put I put the school uniform up to, into up the up the top there where we the weren't working. Put on the, the overall stuff, work, go, on, put it, and go back home, right? My mum didn't know until I started. To, but once I brought the money, once she found out because the letter came from school. Samuel peeps, Ian's not being at school. Da, da 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 da. She said, "Think." But then what I done was the money. What I had, I saved it, and I showed her the money. Then she took the money. She took the money because I was getting like fifty pound a week, mm-hmm. and uh, she took the money. And then bam, that's when it started to think. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, play, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just play my Sunday football. I'd work and just go from there. That's when I started playing the Sunday football. That's I bought my first, my Puma SPA Kings. Then I bought my Adidas World Cup 74s, and my Adidas Profi, my Adidas Santiago's. <laughs> Jesus Christ, boy.
0: You need to uh, bring them back. You need to bring them honestly, retros back.
1: Honestly, but like, no, but the thing about it is, is I, I go back to it. And again, it's one of the things I say to kids because I want them to understand that I, I got a chance to. And once I did get mm-hmm. the chance at Palace, Everything what happened to me before it literally, it literally resonated in that moment when Steve Copple signed me and I said, right, I'm gonna take the, do the best I can. But if I could say anything to kids it's please do not mess around with the, the schooling, the educational <clears throat> side of it. Get that, cause that's the one thing that we have to get, get the education and go from there.
0: Yeah, but I think you, you say that as well. I had this conversation with a lot of people within the community as well. When you say about opportunity and chance, You've got to be ready.
1: Yes, yes. And I and think that, that's yeah.
0: what pe- people are missing that as well because chances will happen daily. Yeah, um, you just won't
1: recognize them if you're not ready. exactly.
0: But if you're ready, you'll go. Yeah. Oh, that was a chance. So, so yeah. that's what for a long time I used to say that with me because I was just playing football with with my mates. And you touched on it earlier. Like I, I turned down a a <laughs> trial at Villa for four a five day trial. It was in like yeah. uh, one of the school holidays. Might have been yeah. Easter, you know. Right. Um. And like, they give you this this memo and it was like, Monday, training, Tuesday, Mm. train, 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 train. Friday was the game. (laughs) So me being 14, 15, I'm like, all right, I'll turn up Friday, play the game. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to train four days a week? Like all the people from school are meeting up at the park. We've got the girls there, the lads, some lads are are smoking weed and we're all gonna play football. And I know I'm good at football, so that'll at least get me a girl to chat to. Right. Do you know what I mean? So I missed a huge, huge opportunity Yeah. just by not being ready. But then when that- Did you have anyone but,
1: around you who would have made you say, Troy, what are you doing?
0: No. Nah, so CGL, yeah. again, it's, it's a community thing, get it? So um, at that point, my dad was like in and out of jail at them times. Right, and, right. Then, and then also just, I didn't see anything. And I think this is what people don't understand. You, you, kids learn by seeing. You can mm, tell me that, yeah. 50, 60 times. But if I, could, yeah. if I can't see someone doing a yeah. successful representation,
1: it. bro, that's what yeah. it is.
0: And my, and the success for me was the boys that played in the local team that were getting paid 20 pound a game, mm. they was all doing their thing on the side. So they had the nice out, they had yeah. the chains on, they yeah. had all the new kicks. I was, I was one one pair of uh, football traders, one pair of running traders yeah. Yeah. and had a pair of school shoes for a year. If your foot bottom got bigger, yeah, took, took up your toe. You know yeah. what I mean? You had to exactly. push your toes in, turn to up like a pigeon. But um yeah, so I, did, I weren't ready for that opportunity at 14, 15. But when that finally came around at 18, mm. when um, Warsaw come, yeah. yeah, yeah. come and found me. Yeah, they come me playing non-league, um, like less than non-league. It's like middle and calm division yeah. two. Yeah, It's like 15 below um the Premier League, the pyramids. Yeah. I was, already, I was working, I was on 50 pound a week as a, as a, yeah. a bricklayer, Yeah. And I'm doing the same as you, it's graft at this time. Yes, bro. Get up at six, hard carrying, doing all that. But when the opportunity came and it was a non-paid opportunity, I'm doing it, I'm going. Mm. You
1: know, what I was going to say to you just because with the counselling that I mentioned, did you ever get any kind of counselling yourself?
0: Um, I got, I had to do, uh, I had a social worker when I was 10.
1: Yeah, no. I had a psychologist. They called it. Yeah, (laughs) I think it's more of a psychiatrist when you're ten. Really, I had had, had that. I had that at ten. Yeah,
0: I had. So I say my my dad beat up me and my mom, and and basically because that the police arrested him, it basically got reported to the school. So I had to have this guy sit with me at school, and and you know like, is that the only counseling you've ever had? Now, as I've got older, I've had to do yes, it because exactly, I, tu- exactly. I turned to drinking as I've got older because you mm. don't you don't realise what you're doing. But I was drinking mm. a lot from like 21 to probably to about 30, if I'm honest. Mm. But um, now I'm like a year sober. I don't I don't drink nice. no more. Mm. So um, yeah, I've, I've done a lot, and I still do it now just to refresh. And I think also what we do moving forward is like mm. understanding what we got going on. Like yeah. I don't know the ropes. I'm watching you.
1: <laughs> go, Don't say that. Bro. No, but
0: you get what I mean. I'm watching people that I see that are older than yeah. me and go right. Well, right, he did that. I like that, but that's not really my character. I'm going to do it in this way, yeah. And I try yeah. and learn from people that way. And you know, yeah. I know we're 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 cutting it fine with the time. And I know Ross goes at the side going. We got to go. Oh, Ross going, <laughs> right. he's alright. But um, but yeah, that's that's ultimately yeah. what it is for me. Like, just I'm learning, and I'm I'm 33, and I'm still learning.
1: Yeah, yeah, but. that you can't. You don't stop learning. You don't mm-hmm. stop learning. But like, it's one thing if I could, if I could say to people, it's, it's it, the visual representation. is mm-hmm. um, As much as people see it as a positive thing, like you say, you see me mm-hmm. and you see my stuff, and then you, I said, yeah, I like writing here, but if I'm going to do it here, because that's how it should be, because you are mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. and it's it's just as bad for kids who are young, because they get. When I was younger, it was the six man. Them, they were mm-hmm. they were pickpockets. They were burglars. They were they were armed robbers. Mm-hmm. That was the visual representation in and around the area what we had. And what that does is that there's certain kids that will look at that and that will appeal to them. Just like what you want to do in a visual representation as well is show them the positive guy who is working hard. Mm-hmm. He's doing this. He's coming. He's doing the great stuff. That is the stuff that you've got to understand that we try to make people understand why you need more visual representation from a black po- point of view so as they can see that they can get there. -hmm. That's what it's
0: about. I think think that's like a lower. I I put it to the three classes. You got lower class, middle class, you know, rich, high class people. In the lower class community, I didn't see race because my next door neighbor, who was white Irish kid, Mm. was broke.
1: Yeah, we was all broke. Yeah, man. That's why. That's why it seemed okay. Yeah. That's why everything seemed okay.
0: So you didn't have that, like, ah, it was a racing. I feel like the race lines only come. When you start moving through the social classes, yeah. So in the in the in the lower classes, where I say where where we started off, that is your limitations. So I I say to people, like someone said to me the other day, what what do you want to do when you retire? I said whatever I want. Yeah. And they were like, what? I was like, I've got this far, mm. so I will do whatever I want to do.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And we was talking, and he's like, it, my boy's like thirty eight. He's older than me. His his limits because all he can see is, he wants to own a home where we came from. Right. That's right. it. Like, I'm, bro, you know, could if you're educated and I'm talking to you about mortgages and refinancing yeah. and restructuring, yeah. right, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. That's when it hits in your head and you go, people just don't know
1: any better. They don't know. And the thing is, is if you don't know and you haven't got the right people around you to, to point you in the direction where you can better yourself, you will not be able to better yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not like, it's like people are victim of circumstance. It's like when I've done that te- that um, that program in prisons. Yeah, I remember the, that. The, I, 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 the, the, it was one of the the most humbling things I've ever seen because what I found was a a common trait throughout the whole of that program was uh, those kids, a lot of those kids, literally the majority of them were victims of circumstance. They just couldn't get out of the cycle. They couldn't break the cycle. Mm-hmm. And And it's so, not easy. It's not easy. And there's always alcohol involved and there's always drugs involved. There's always an abusive abusive f- um, father or stepfather involved. And then they just on this road. And this is, again, what you need to do is you just try and break that cycle. And this is, that's all it is. Give people the opportunity. Like you say, your guy, he didn't even realize. Yeah, but if you do this, you, then you, you, can, you can buy that. Then you got that mortgage, then you can remortgage it. Then mm-hmm. you can finance that bit and then you can help this. And then you could start bettering yourself. I remember I had a massive argument. With one of my Albanian friends, because he's one of those guys. He's constantly compl- He's constantly complaining about um, certain things here, yeah, but this don't happen and that don't happen. And, and I said, "Go, go to night school. Mm-hmm. Go back to go back to school." And he he, he kind of took it like me saying, "You know, what I mean, you're you're stupid." I said, "No, it's not that. I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm saying that educate yourself again." I said, "Listen, I got to a certain stage where." I knew I needed to be more educated, read read more books, started to be a bit more studious, meet more people who could give you more of an outlook on stuff. That is how you better yourself. Mm-hmm. People just need to have the opportunity to be in the right positions to better themselves.
0: No, 100%. And that's our responsibility, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah it and is that's all it is.
1: That's what it is, Troy, in a point where, and sometimes, don't you feel, Troy, when you, you get to a certain place like me now, when I was growing up, I was thinking, Jesus Christ, What I know I can do now for Mm -hmm. my community and the people that I'm dealing with, like I say, the Reach Out Project Football Beyond Borders. For me, it seems so easy and -hmm. I think to myself, well, why didn't that happen when I was younger? Somebody could easily, but it was harder, Mm -hmm. it was harder for people to do it then. And plus, maybe they were on a different level of thinking, they're just thinking about, I've got to screw all these nuts away from myself.
0: Mm -hmm. No, definitely. So. We will. I know it's coming to an hour, and Roscoe will come no, and start. No man, we do.
1: Yeah, he'll come and see, But we'll, we'll do a part two if people. No, that's fine. That's fine. We,
0: we. But what I'm going to say on, we're going to finish on two lighter notes. Go on, then, because we know you're awful at golf. So. <laughs> 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 yeah, see, you know,
1: you know that that's rubbish. That's rubbish.
0: <laughs> I'm ready. Go on. Go yeah, on. I was to say. The Masters is coming up this week. Yes. Who, who's in, your favorite?
1: Honestly, I've, I've just been watching Jordan Spieth, mm-hmm. right? And when that guy's on, in respect of his his driving's not great at the minute, but I fancy him, but you know who I'm going for? Who's Justin it? Justin Thomas this year. Oh, I'm going Justin Thomas this year. Good
0: shot. I fancy, um, I fancy like a, like a Patrick Reed, someone that's not no. been doing well, but he always turns up at the big ones. And yeah, I like we, his attitude, man. He's cocky. You don't know business. I like it. You don't know yeah. business.
1: I like that. But like, he's won it. I'm talking about somebody who needs to win. Like, Rory needs to win it to do the Grand Slam. You mm. know what I mean? Um, I think. Do he's you gonna, not,
0: cu- am, I, am I bad by going like, I don't want that story to end well. Why? Because I still think of the iconic meltdown. Mm. Do you get what I mean? And, and it sounds bad, but like, you're so sick and you are really good. mm but I don't want you to get that. I want that what? to be, I still want it to be Tiger's thing. <laughs> yeah. Do you get what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but the thing about it
1: is, is that what is good about that and that achievement, you can't just get that.
0: No, of course. And this is why, yeah. this
1: is why you look at Tiger and because Tiger came from blasted that so quick in a year, mm-hmm. right? He blasted it. And the thing is, is that it's such, it's such an aspiring kind of like thing to try and get, you you try to get that, he's trying so hard that you have to go to somewhere else in yourself to get that. Mm-hmm. Tiger showed that, yes, when you've got the ability and remember what, at the age what Tiger was doing it at, when you've got the ability, then you ch- tune your head in, you can do it. He don't seem to me that he could tune his head in, otherwise mm-hmm. he would have done it already. He seems to be comfortable. And I, if, if, for, for me, you look at what Tiger had at the same time in respects of monies and affluence and everything what he had, mm-hmm. Rory's in the same place, but he for some reason can't get over that line of, putting yeah. aside everything I've got and getting into that place. What needs to be got into to win that tournament and get that grand slam and be one of the greats ever. Did you, have you been, have you been to one? I haven't been, I haven't been to the masters yet. You I know, know, I was,
0: I know I uh, s- Alan, Alan Shearer has, not it?
1: Seven times, man. He said, yeah, I've been now. I, I, I was looking at him with, a, like with vexed eye. <laughs>
0: that's what, that's why I said it. Cause I know you you're I know there. I was looking
1: at him with vex eye. I said, yeah, I've been seven times now. I'm going, but the thing is, I said to myself, as hard as it is, you can't get on that course. And I said, Mm-mm. my ambition is one day is to be able to go and play that course with somebody. And it's 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 not an impossible. It's not mm-hmm. an impossible. But that's what I'm aiming for. And I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna succeed in that.
0: But would you want to go? You want to play it, or you or you? No, wanna no, no. Watch I want to play. It well.
1: it. No, no, no. I want to play it because watching golf live doesn't do it for me. Because if you stand on the tee, all you see is their swing. You don't see where the ball goes. If you stand in the middle, you just see the ball. That's why you've got those glasses on. Do you see the... <laughs> <laughs> you don't see it. If you if you see the green, yeah. you go on the green, that's where you see all the stuff. But t- it's a television sport for me. Yeah. It's a television a like, sport. A bit
0: like tennis. I've been to tennis a few I times. To- and- no, no,
1: no. I like tennis, but you have to sit high.
0: Yeah. Sit and, high with and tennis. And behind one of the players. Yeah. If you sit to yeah. the side, it's go too fast.
1: Quite, yeah. But that's yeah. me. But like, yeah, Justin Thomas, bro.
0: Okay. Justin Thomas. And the, and the final thing, what we what we're doing on this show, because I know it's everyone's time. Is there yeah. a charity that you are connected with or that you would like to, to work with? Because me and my family are donating to everyone, all right. the guests. We're going to give something just as a thank you for your time.
1: No, well, that's lovely, man, because I've got, I've got a charity called The Reach Out Project. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they work with like disadvantaged kids, the ones that people that are struggling in school, but they're mm-hmm. trying. The same yeah. kind of kids I'm talking about in respects of, you know, they're just in a situation where you got to break that cycle for them. Yeah. So this lady, Lillian, Lillian does it. It's called, like I said, a reach out project. And they're the ones that I try to push any kind of like donations to. So, okay. so if you're yeah, gonna we do something, do that. any little thing helps. That's what we do. We'll
0: do that. And then on the end of this, when it comes out, we'll do a little link so that people Thanks, can man. go and have a check with us. I that appreciate as well. it, bro. I appreciate no. it. I appreciate you thank you for your time. I love we'll... you, man. You know that. I love you too, but we're gonna uh, we're definitely gonna do a part two. We didn't even talk yeah. football. See how that? No.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> We'll talk football one time.
1: We'll yeah, talk football that, next but that, time.
0: But that's what it's about. That's, this whole thing is just about having conversations and understanding the person behind mm. the, the image that everyone else sees. So thank you nice for that. Nice
1: one. My pleasure, brother.
0: And just to remind you, that Ian's Charity of Choice was the Reach Out project. You can find them, at reachoutproject.co.uk. Thanks to Ian and to you for listening. Please follow, rate and review and join us again soon. Produced by the podcast company for Dini Media.